Kimberly here. This is Macabish Cults, Classics, and Horrors. We're talking films, series, books, and life, and we're starting right now. Carlos already and alive with Steve a while ago. Oh, yeah, the Steve Merlot one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I do remember. And I was telling them that you have quite a few projects coming up that are actually kind of exciting. Would you like to share what you're doing and what you're going to be in? There's a, they came back from somewhere, which is a sequel to it came from somewhere, which is a parody of a parody slash homage to plan nine from outer space and uh, (laughs) other flying saucer movies from the Mm. fifties. Nice. That actually was pretty fun. Yeah, that should be, um, I, I think he's shooting for, you know, by October to have that ready. Oh, really? Perfect. Don't they make about a movie a year? They're on it. They're always putting something I, out. I think more than that. Um, yeah, they usually have a, a, a few projects going on, so. That's amazing. Nice. nice. All right. So we're going to give you the same treatment as everybody else. We want to hear the whole story. How did you get Uh-oh. into the? <laughs> when did you know you wanted to be an actor? You know, how did you, did you get into the film industry? What was the big break? You also do voice acting. Want to hear all of it? Start from the beginning. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was born in Baraboo, Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> probably not that far back. Uh, <laughs> Well, I I started doing improv in theater in Chicago in the mid eighties. I don't. I I tend to be something of a contrarian sometimes. And most of the people I know who knew who were actors who were like really pursuing acting, um, that's like all they ever talked about, and that mm-hmm. bothered me. I thought I don't want to be one of those people. <laughs> so I kind of put off. I don't know what I thought I was going to do, um, like pursuing it as a professional until about 1990. Um, mm-hmm. And then I started to get some commercial work, uh, probably the um, the best one would be the Blockbuster Perfect Store commercial, which is still being shown today every time there's some Blockbuster nostalgia thing. Um, it's in the last Blockbuster documentary movie. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah. So not that I make anything from it financially, but at least at least it's I have some claim to fame. Like I didn't <laughs> just start doing this. I've been doing it for a while. Yeah, we were talking about earlier how I, we don't think people get how most actors are blue collar workers. Like you, You'll see the same face over and over again in a lot of different movies. Never know oh, the person's yeah. name. But, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Right. And there are a lot of incredible actors, and we will never know their names, and we need to, because that's who's putting in the work for all the movies. Yeah. See, most people don't appreciate that. And I think there's a, well, I know there's a misconception that if you are in a movie, you made it. You're rich. Oh, right. A-list. You're not a regular person with another job. You, you're an actor. And right, that's just absolutely. not the case. No, it's not. <laughs> what was the first film you were in? Oh, gosh. Um, 
Well, it depends on what you want to classify uh, as as first. I, I was a background extra in Home Alone. People always seem to be fascinated by that. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. That's Even good, though it's though. just a background part. I mean, <laughs> but in the scene where Catherine O'Hara is at the at the airport counter saying, "I need to go back to Chicago. My son Kevin is home alone." Uh, I'm one of the people in the crowd walking behind her, and we just walked back and forth. Because so you really don't see faces or anything. You just see these bodies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they just had like maybe half a dozen of us walking back and forth, and it looks like a crowd. Wow, that's cool. It's pretty good, though. You know how many people want to be in a crowd in a big movie right, like oh, that, yeah. though? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a huge movie. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Wildcats, I guess, would be the first. Um, if nobody remembers that film, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Played, yeah, played, she takes over a high school football mm -hmm. team after her husband dies or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I played one of the referees in that. I guess that would be like the first thing. I didn't have any lines, but, you know, um, they just they just show me running up and down the side of the field. OK, Pretty yeah. exciting stuff. There's technically a villain in that movie. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> I thought her husband was the villain in that movie. I can't spend a while since I've seen it. God, I haven't watched it in years. I couldn't even tell you. I remember Goldie taking a um a call from Kurt Russell though on the set. Um now this would have been mid 1980s so it was one of those radio telephones. It's like mm -hmm. the size of a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> With a with a huge telescoping antenna, yeah. <laughs> Goldie was actually really really cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, was this before Home Alone? It must have been. Yes, I think it was. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was going to say is yeah, it was eighty five or eighty six. I think. Yeah, you've been working a long time. That's awesome. And I did. I mean, back then, um, I I wasn't getting so much film work. I was getting a lot of commercial work. And things mm -hmm. like um, those uh, recreation shows, like Unsolved Mysteries or America's mm -hmm. Most Wanted. Oh yeah! You know, I I did a few of those. I was on a show called America's Funniest People, which was an offshoot of America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm -hmm. uh, but Dave, Dave Coulier uh, hosted this, and it was instead of being people being funny by on accident, it was people being funny on purpose. Which they oh, found out wasn't as funny as people being funny yeah. by that. <laughs> yeah. It only lasted a few seasons, but I got to be on that a couple of times. You're you're the second person we've had here whose career started stand up in Chicago. Oh yeah? Yeah. Well, obviously his was like decades later, but yeah. Who was that? Adrian uh D. Giovanni. He was in motivational growth. Okay, yeah, uh, I I know the name. I don't think I know him, but I know the name. Fast forwarding to recent time, Evil Works is probably the first film uh, role that I've had, you know, Evil since I kind of got back into it. So you took a break? Yeah. Film, um, uh, <laughs> uh, I was married at the time and children came along. So, ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I had a chance to return. I, I had worked for the Chicago Tribune 
um, and left around 1990 just because I started to get a lot of commercial work. So I quit my day job. Um, but then they made me an offer to come back about four years later. And in the meantime, we'd, we'd had kids and it just it was prudent to do that. And I wasn't able to do both. Sure. Um, so I, I ended up, I worked actually with a large, um, uh, church theater ministry out in the Western suburbs for several years, uh, writing sketches, heading up their sketch writing team and directing. Really? But that was just, you know, something to kind of keep my creative muscles working. You know, it was, sure. a, it was just a volunteer thing, but yeah, I did that for a while and then, um, somebody asked me to start teaching improv around this would have been 2014 i think so about 10 years ago yeah that i um i was teaching and performing improv for several years i'm just fascinated what a winding road being I know, actor right? is. it's very convoluted like nobody has a straight shot toward it and most people it's just an accident how they got into it almost i was um i was actually because i love movies Mm -hmm. um after i graduated high school i went to a conservative fundamentalist bible college for a few years wow. uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah uh then realized that yeah that wasn't what i wanted to do um yeah. so i i moved to chicago uh, for no logically good reason um just naivete uh, I said, oh, Chicago, there's a place where there's got to be a lot of jobs. I'll just move down there. Um, but I, I had started studying script writing at Columbia College. And someone told me about Players Workshop of the Second City, which at the time was um, they didn't have the actual Second City Training Center that there is today. That was kind of it, uh, Players Workshop. Hmm. So I started taking classes there. Um, more as uh, to develop improv as a creativity tool and also just for networking connections. Um, okay. Early, mid-80s, there were so many movies uh, coming out that were written by and directed by and, and starring uh, former Second City people. Um, so I realized there was like this hotbed of creativity coming out of that community. And then again, being the contrarian, when I actually started getting involved in improv, I, I didn't pursue Second City. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> I, I did a children's show there. And I, you know, I did a, I, more recently in the last few years, I did a couple of sketch shows in, you know, in the Second City building there. They've got those little theaters now upstairs, but um, never went after actually being part of the Second City main stage was yeah was everybody else wanted to so i didn't uh, of course so yep. how did you get back into did somebody tell you to do improv again and you're like forget it i'm gonna do movies is that how it uh, happened <laughs> honestly i mean being in in films was probably what i always wanted to do um it, and i did a lot of theater back in the day too it wasn't just improv you know, I did several plays as well, but it was always like, that's kind of what you had to do so that uh, the casting, the agents and casting directors knew who you were. Right. You know, you you have a theater resume 
and and hopefully that translates into some film work. I did. I auditioned for Groundhog Day like three different times. Oh wow! Okay. And really, because Harold Ramis was like the main uh, former Second City person that that inspired me. So I desperately wanted to work with him. And three di three different parts, three different auditions. I didn't get any of them. Then sure, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up two more recent years after Evil Lurks. So probably uh, Puppet Master Dr. Death is the next big okay. thing. And like you say, that's the one where people go, oh my God, you were in a Puppet Master movie. You <laughs> <laughs> um, no, 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 not really. <laughs> I did. Right? Yep. <laughs> Puppet <laughs> Master is iconic. And we just yeah, know everybody's going to die. I was like, oh my God, this guy was in a Puppet Master movie? We totally have to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it's fine by me. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice that that's at least something that, you know, I have recognition for. But it's interesting. You Once in a while, I find out there are, there are fans out there. You know, I'll hear from somebody on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you understand just how insane puppet master fans are oh i've, you, I've kind of been, <laughs> you could be a dead body in a puppet master. you could have worked in a dunkin donuts next to a place they were filming a puppet master and people were like oh my god what was that like so well i mean i had the whole experience of of going to cleveland heights to the i mean we shot at the full moon manor um i didn't get to meet charles band there uh, I met him more recently at the flashback weekend in Chicago, but, um, you know, I worked with William Butler and Greg Leitner and Mikey Stice. Um, awesome. And, it, you know, that, that alone was just a great experience, uh, you know, and seeing, seeing the, the puppet workshop downstairs and uh, all that cool stuff. So that, that in and of itself was quite an experience. Um, it, doesn't pay crap <laughs> i'll tell you right now no. nobody's gonna get rich doing full moon movies but, uh, <laughs> you know just to have that credit is is something sure uh, and i've i've got another movie that just just started streaming about a month ago called you're out uh, you're out but for all you horror movie fans it's not a horror movie so um, but I have a really nice part in it. I play a baseball coach who's, um, as most of my parts are, is just a big asshole. Uh, <laughs> that was the director's primary note to me about the character. Uh, you're an asshole. You've always been an asshole, and you're all you'll always be an asshole. <laughs> That's all I need. That's all I need. No acting required. <laughs> I'll just be myself. <laughs> the dream job as a coach, <laughs> um, but it's a pretty cool movie. It's about uh, these uh, two fathers and their sons on a cross country trip to try out for a baseball game, and they pick up a rescue dog. And uh, there's a LGBTQ tolerance message in there, and family bonding. It, it's just like it, it's certainly not a family movie. There's some risque material in there, but it's just an all-around fun movie mm -hmm. i'll check it out you see yeah so the the title has a double meaning <laughs> yeah. yeah that's cool so then i have other credits like it came from somewhere but 
I only have just that little bit at the, I don't know if you've watched it. Uh, that's the one that's the plan nine uh, yeah, yeah. homage. And if you've seen plan nine, there's a, a fellow who was popular in the fifties named uh, Chriswell, the amazing Chriswell, who was um, a, a psychic. Uh, and mm -hmm. he does this rambling introduction to the movie. So, uh, Steve Herman wrote a parody of that and that's my contribution to the movie is I just deliver uh, that opening but oh you're the, the new Criswell? Sick <laughs> yeah um, I'm that's... Grimwell uh, yeah you should, you should check cool. that out at least if, if nothing else it's, it's kind of a fun little bit uh, and then we just shot uh, like I was saying earlier we just shot the sequel uh, they came back from somewhere uh, but I'll play I'll play the supreme leader, sort of a Ming the Merciless type of uh, character. Nice. So, so you're um, having a you're having a revivalism and low budget horror. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. So I, then there's the unseen movie coming up with Steve Merlo. Uh -huh. Um Felissa Rose is attached to and Brett Wagner, the lost so-called lost Leatherface. So that's a psychological thriller. Uh, excited about that. We're probably shooting in Canada sometime next year. And then I'm also working on a project with a director named John Aysberg. He uh, has a film called Final Summer, which is a slasher film that's going to start streaming. It's just won a whole bunch of awards. Uh, and it's going to start streaming uh, in three weeks, I think. Okay. And I'm involved in, in his next film, um, and we're going to be shooting a teaser trailer uh, in a month for his Indiegogo campaign. But we'll be doing that with a fellow named Tom Matthews. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. Do you know who that is? He played Tommy in uh, yeah. Friday the 13th, part yep. six, and he was, yeah. And he's got a pretty impressive did. body of work, but those, those two early films are the ones he's known for. And I think it was Night of the... Uh, Return of the Living Dead was that the other one he was in? Yeah, yeah. In the mid '80s, yeah. So he and I are going to be shooting this teaser trailer. So I'm kind of excited by that. Uh, Busier than you've ever been. I take I, care I, of yourself. I so <laughs> <laughs> it's that horrible thing where if if you're you haven't been cast in something recently, you start to panic. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Well, actually, then no, there is another one now that I think about it. And by gosh, I'm not sure if we have a title for it yet. But one of the two uh, people who who made Evil Lurks, uh, Chris Shearing, um, okay, is is putting together a film where I'm going to play a um, a movie producer who is an asshole. I'm seeing a theme. I'm mm -hmm. seeing a theme. I, was, <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> well, it's the weird thing because all my life, uh, you know, I've I've mostly done comedies. And that's always where I felt my, you know, that was my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know what it is. Somehow I've aged into uh, a type. You know, I started suddenly getting offered roles that were like gangsters and mob bosses. And um, I don't know if you watched uh, uh, Camp Sunshine. I got to play a vampire in that one. Camp um, Sunshine. I didn't see that. It, it's a it's a short it's a 12 minute one um and it's only it's still playing uh film festivals that was a, a graduate thesis film for the western kentucky university film school um 
and it's a real nice little film, but I, I play like the, the camp psychiatrist at a, at a rehab camp for, for, uh, um, for young people. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. But I also turn out to be the vampire lord who's using uh, the, this camp to recruit young people for my vampire gang. Vampire gang. Awesome. Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so that that was like, you know, that was a dream part for me, but nobody gets to see it. You know, unless I share the link with somebody. Right. Or unless he wants to make a feature out of it. That's what right. I'm saying. Which you would like to think would happen, but it hey, may. It it's got some. It's got some Lost Boy vibes, so I can see it happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Oh, you keep acting like you're not working in that much stuff. It sounds like you're pretty busy to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess when I sound busier than I feel like I am, I guess again, like I say, it's that thing. If there's not something new coming in, you. Just... I see that. And, and, and waiting for things like. Uh, evil lurks took five years <laughs> from from start to finish uh, until we finally you know got it up and in, in showing um whereas as uh, dr death uh we shot it in july and it premiered the end of october oh yeah, uh, they, yeah. They, they don't fuck around and putting turning something around <laughs> yeah. and like you were saying with steve herman across our films uh, uh they they seem to you know shoot them and edit them and have them finished in in pretty fast time yeah they do like every every couple months it seems like i see they get an an email about the next thing they're working on they're like wow yeah Yeah. you guys are just wow amazing yeah we wish the fans always wish people would turn out the movies like that but really you can only do that with the low budgets as far as as getting into the horror genre uh that just seems to be where independent filmmaking is is really strong right now. Um, sure. it, it's a popular genre. And as I have learned in the past couple of years, uh, not just the, the puppet master or even the full house, but just the horror genre in, in general, I had no clue just how uh, passionate a community it was. Uh, in oh, the, yeah. You know, and I started attending um, the cons, uh, you know, just to meet people and network. And it's, it's, I was just like stunned. <laughs> like, I so, can't even imagine like an independent romance movie. I don't, do they right. do those? I don't, I don't know. But indie horror? Oh, yeah. I don't even care how bad it is. Let's watch it. Right. Who's exactly. in it? And, Nobody? And thank, God, thank God for you people. You right. don't care how bad it is, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the only place we're gonna get anything new because right. you know the the they're not they're making the same blockbusters over and over and over again. By and large, we know absolutely, absolutely. our chance to getting something new and new actors is in right. the indie genre. That's just a fact. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's one of the few places we're not like, oh, is our favorite actor going to be in that? Horror is one of the few places where if you put somebody like, I don't know, Brad Pitt in it, we'll be like, oh, it's going to ruin the movie. We just know. We'd rather an unknown who is perfect than some A-lister. We already know what we're going to get. I know. I find that I'll be going through, you know, the menu looking for something 
And if it's got a well-known name in it, I go, oh, it must not be that good. <laughs> it must not be gory enough. Right? <laughs> I think it's certain expectations. Anything that Brad Pitt is in, it's it's a Brad Pitt movie. Like, it right. doesn't matter what he does. It's right. a Brad Pitt movie. Right. It's a vehicle. We're, we already yeah. know. Like, give us some unknowns. We'll even take the porn actors. We just don't want to see any big names in them. <laughs> wow. Even the porn actors. Yeah, they got <laughs> man. Well, I see, I see Ron Jeremy's name still popping up from time to time. He's mm. got to be like, what, 110 years old or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's been around for, I mean, when I was, because yeah. I remember hearing his name when I was a kid and he seemed old then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the last time I saw his name was when he was indicted on rape charges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't really seen it since then, but that was the last time I saw it. Yeah, uh, another crossover I'm seeing um, uh, is is pro wrestling along with the horror genre. Mm -hmm. In Doctor yeah. Death, we had a couple of wrestlers, um, the That's Bunny true. and the Blade. Um, yeah, and, and I can certainly see. I mean, obviously, they're you know, uh, Dave Batista, I think, was a pro wrestler, and The Rock, and. Well, like they, with horror, you know, it's they, like they're, pro they're, wrestling has such a dedicated fan base, right? Yeah. Like they're so passionate. Oh, yeah. About it. So it's like a, um, just a natural fit, obviously. There's Absolutely. a lot of crossover fans as well. Like a lot of people who are into wrestling are also horror fans or vice versa. Right, wrestling. exactly. It's, it's that's, very yeah, nice. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And honestly, if you're in one of those other entertainment arenas and you want to be an actor, let's be real. Horror is your biggest shot. If you are Absolutely. an adult film wrestler, you're a rapper, and you want to act, yep. you're going into horror. You're not <laughs> going anywhere else. You gotta, you gotta, you know, build your chops in horror, yeah. and then see Damn what right. happens. Yeah. But yeah, still, anybody, we'll accept anybody in a horror role, <laughs> except a real actor. Go away. Right? Yeah. Well, that's something that certainly. Um, you know, been brought home to me just in the last couple of years is the value uh, of getting your name out there and being able to be associated with different projects. Sure. Um, and and the, the extent to which word of mouth recommendation within the filmmaking community um, is so important, you know. Absolutely. Um, I hear everybody say, oh yeah, I was working on this project and they needed somebody, so I recommended this guy. Uh, I just hear that so often, and, and it's certainly been happening for me. Uh, this this teaser trailer project that I have coming up, um, I, I wasn't asked to audition for that. Someone recommended me to the director. He looked at my reel and offered me the part. So Perfect. Um, that's nice when that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to be a part of that uh, tight knit community too. Like horror is, a, like you were saying, is a very tight knit community, and you know they'll they'll pass on all kinds of information like that. Oh, here you know, work with this guy. Oh, here work with this guy. Oh, I shot with this with this guy. So, it, yeah, it's, absolutely, it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic network. The uh, horror genre in all aspects, like from filmmaking, writing, art, everything. It's it's all interconnected. Yeah, absolutely. And you really yeah, don't absolutely. age out of it either. Because let me tell you something. Let one of our faves come back at 95 years old. We will, <laughs> man, the we'll bring the house down. Right. We don't care. Come in a wheelchair. 
<laughs> Unrecognizable. We'll know. We will know. <laughs> like that. Where else? What other genre do they do that? Right. Well, Just there us. Was... I'm I'm trying to remember the 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 title of the film. There was just a film out um, uh, uh, that Shelley Duvall is in. Yep. Um, Forest Hills. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yes, yes, yes. And yep. you know she looks the way she looks, but you you love her. You know, it's, absolutely. We're just happy to see Shelley there. Right. Mm -hmm. I commented uh, when they were at one of the festivals. I think it was Salem. And then the, the filmmaker, he, he DM'd me. And we had him here. The director, being movies. Uh, is that Scott? Scott Goldberg? Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to you wanna work, horror is the genre to work in. That's my recommendation. <laughs> mm -hmm. Are you going to go to any more um, conventions this year? Oh, hell yes. So I've been um, lurking. Now, you've been busy. <laughs> uh, Days of the Dead Chicago is coming up um, in November, early November. Um, okay. So I'm already geared up for that. Got my VIP pass, and I just keep acting like I belong there. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Just act it's like nice you've now because I can walk by, you know. Um, I was in Indy a couple of months ago for the Days of the Dead down there and walked past David Howard Thornton and say, hey, David, how are you doing? There you go. That's what, you, <laughs> you that's know, what I do. I just see it as, as an important part of networking and just, again, getting my name out there. Absolutely. You really do need to do that because you'd rather have people call you and cast you than have to beg for the job. Right, right. You just got to do something about that contrarian nature about yourself you got there. Because <laughs> I've gotten over that. Trust me, I've gotten over that. Finally get busy. You know what? I'm over all this acting stuff. I want to do something else. <laughs> I'm not over the acting stuff. I'm over the contrarian stuff. <laughs> That's good. This is the number one place for macabre cults, classics, and horrors. For synopsis, reviews, and news, go to macabre.com. Thank you for listening. Signing out until the next one.